Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dear gas prices, go take a hike. Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. The Toyota hybrid lineup brings efficiency with power and savings with style. Not to mention top tech to help keep you connected. Plush premium interiors and the most advanced Toyota safety features. So, now you know who you're talking to. Toyota. The number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. With a hybrid or electric vehicle built for every driver. Seriously, dear gas prices? Do you really think you can stand in our way? Think again. Toyota Hybrids. Find yours at Toyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Based on manufacturer estimates, CY 2000 through 2021 sales. It's another one of our weekend preview previews here on the Blue Room. Of course, it's Burnley at half 12 on Saturday at Turf Moor. And joining me this week on a chat about the Claret is Natalie Bromley from the No Nay Never podcast. Always a fantastic guest on football and Burnley. Uh, it was great to have a chat to her about what's going on at Turf Moor at the moment. Here's a little segment from our conversation in regards to what's not been quite going right for Burnley on the pitch this season. I just a reminder, if you want to hear a little bit more from us and this show in full, as well as multiple shows every weekday in the Build to Everton's Games, it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. That's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Uh, but regardless, enjoy this little segment, and I think it's crossed us here over on Patreon for some more Blue Room Extra. Look at the table now. 19th, um, obviously you've got a game in hand as well. 19th, but one win from from nine games is, you know, and I think the the one that stands Mm. out for me is the 17 goals conceded by by Burnley is is something that really, really stands out. I mean, what's what's gone wrong since that that great end to last season? Um, I think... I think the the end, the great end to last season was a bit of an anomaly, to be honest. Now, that's Project Restart that we're talking about here. We ended up, I think, being like third in the table in terms of form. Those last nine games that we played in Project Restart, we only lost one game. We went eight games, and most of them we won as well. We, were, we had a great run. Um, but a lot of it was masking a lot of problems that we had inside the club. Um, there's been widely reported huge fallout between the chairman and and, the, and Deitch. Um, I think the common consensus is that one of them's going shortly. Um, and we're all hoping that it's the chairman and not not Deitch. Um, so they're they're barely apparently their relationship.
relationship has broken down that they're barely on speaking terms at the moment. Um, we had obviously all the takeover talk, which came out of nowhere. Um, Deitch was incredibly annoyed by the fact that he let the, the board just didn't sort out any of the contracts at all. So we came into Project Restart with kids on the bench and three keepers. We couldn't fill a bench. We, we had players like Jeff Hendrick going out the door, which was an absolute nonsense. Yeah. Um, you know, we lost Aaron Lennon. Joe Hart was going to go anyway, but we lost seven players. Then we had half the first team out injured as well. So we, it was like, now that every team, even Burn, you know, any team's going to struggle when you've got seven first team players from the season before all out either injured or out of contract and can't play. That is always going to cause you problems. So I think, like you say, I think the boys did rally round and they did just try to, to and, I, and I think some of that was because they'd just come out of lockdown and they just wanted to play um, and Daesh wanted to give them a boost. Um, but for me, the start of this season is just a continuation of what was going on there. Um, all of the, the arguments and the, the negative press did settle down a little bit, but the summer transfer window, Daesh was very, very obvious and came out in the press and said, we need players, we need bodies, because we're down seven players from where we were last season. And last season when we started, we already said our squad was too thin and now we're seven down from then as well. Um, and we ended up signing nobody apart from Dale Stevens from Brighton and for 750,000, who was brought in purely because Jack Cork's on a long-term injury and we needed central midfield cover. Um, and if you're Dash and you're looking at that, you know, why, how on earth do you get yourself up for... A fight and how do you expect your players who are desperately knackered and just need some rest and need some cover and need helping out and then of course none of them are getting you know and, and actually I think something like another four of our first team players are out of contract at the end of the season and nobody's doing them yet mm. um, and I think a lot of that is because the chairman's obviously got one eye on this takeover bit and didn't want to sign any players because he thought that the takeover was going to go through in the summer and we've just it's, it's, it's difficult here, and I, I touched on this before. When I, when I talk about how the club has outgrown the board, I don't want to be disrespectful to our chairman because he's our most successful chairman we've ever had, and, and they have done a fantastic job up to now. But when, this is what I mean by the, the club's outgrown the board. They've taken their eye off the ball. They think that they can just you know, hang around the Premier League and expect Daesh to run miracles. And they've seen for the past five years that we've even finished in Europe in 10th and survived on a threadbare squad with grit and determination. And at some point that was going to catch us out. The players can't do it every year. They get older every year. Ben Mee's five years older than he was when we first yeah. got into Premier League and you're still expecting him to do it. You know, Ashley Barnes, for God's sake, was brought in as a, as a League One player when we were trying to get promotion from the Championship in 2014. And he's now our first choice Premier League striker. What on earth is you know, it's, it's ridiculous that they're expecting that. So it, that's what I mean by this. Um, and I think the other factor as well is that we have stayed static this year. Our board is expecting our club to do the same thing we've done for the past five years and for it to work. And two problems with that, well, three problems with it. Number one, the players are older and they're just not as quick and not as sharp as they were. Number two, other teams have sussed that out now they just need to see how we played last season make a few tweaks to their games and they, they just basically know how to beat us now and number three the teams so many teams in the Premier League this season have progressed you know look at how well Newcastle Wolves Brighton um, you know Leeds are doing the, the, the teams around us West Ham the teams around mm. us who we thought were going to be dead certs for relegation Villa for God's sake look how great they've done they all bought well in the summer and they've all pressed on. And if you stay static in the Premier League, it's as good as going backwards. You'll get found out. 
So I think you put all of that into a pot, and is it really any wonder that we are currently in the bottom three? You say there about the, the transfer frustration, just, just to be clear on that, is, is that the, the, the chairman saying we just haven't got the money for, for some of these sorts of deals? Or is it a case of him and the manager not necessarily agreeing on, on targets or, or yeah, types of player? Of yeah. Right. Well, yeah, you've got to bear in mind, we can only, we can only talk about what, we, what we've had access to. And, and quite rightly, a lot of these conversations are private in-house. And as fans, we're not privy to everything that goes on behind closed doors. And that's absolutely right. Um, we were told, we've all been led to believe in the summer that um, it's just the chairman keeps saying we don't have any money. We don't have any money to spend on transfers. And then you kind of question that and say, well... Some, somebody's got to answer some questions here then because we've had five years worth of Premier League money and we've not spent, we've not bought any players in five years. Like, where on earth has all this money gone? You know, like, and there might be a perfectly good explanation for that, but I'd quite like it, please, because that's ludicrous to suggest that we haven't got £15 million available to replace the right winger who we haven't got one and our only one is made out of glass. Um, so, you know, that, that, there's the question mark for that. And then one of our local journalists, who's a really respected local journalist from the Burnley Express, um, in the summer transfer window wrote an absolutely scathing article and I give it an awful lot of credit because it's very much unlike him normally um, I don't know if it's like this with you guys but normally I'm local journalists are a little bit shackled with what the cannon cart say to preserve mm, that yeah. they're almost a PR exercise for the club and he was scathing and he went as far as to say that he thought what the board was doing was negligent um, so actually that made us all stand up and, and read it because it's just unlike him to publish that article and in that article he did say that some of the transfer problem was is that the board did make monies available and of course we were trying to sign um, young Harry Wilson from Liverpool um, and that, that was supposed to be we wanted to pay 15 and Liverpool wanted 18 and it fell fell over because of that and you go what are you kidding me like a creative winger who of, of that caliber who we're desperate for we lost the deal for three million like that is scandalous um, and apparently the, but the, the press were reporting that that was because that was a chairman target and Dash didn't want him now listen this could who knows whether this is tittle tattle or what so I think if you if you take all of those things it very much sounds like there was a certain amount of money made available to the board, which wasn't enough money, but the targets that then the, the board were identifying were targets that Deitch was like, I don't want that player. He doesn't fit into what we want to do. Mm. So actually stop wasting your money because this is going to be a waste. You know, we can't as a club afford to waste that money. Um, but, you know, one thing I think that's coming out of what we've talked about today, Matt, is very much that it, am I not just building here a profile of a, a very unstable and unhappy camp? Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering over 250 engaging programs online. GCU integrates the free market system and its welcoming Christian worldview perspective into its academic programs and throughout its online campus. GCU's online students received over $144 million in scholarships in 2021. Visit gcu.edu myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Sports Social Podcast Network.